are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Tuesday edition of the show. A lot to get to. BYU football, some personnel news and notes we need to cover on today's podcast, as well as continue to roll out our all-decade football team honorees. We're going to go to the running back position. I'll give you guys one guess on who we're going to honor at running back for BYU on that all-decade team. We'll talk about that, as well as catching up on all the other BYU sports news. BYU men's volleyball, a lot of movers and shakers in that program right now as they move up in the national ranking. So we'll cover it all for you on today's edition of the podcast. We are proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is America's number one daily podcast network. And thanks again for taking the time to download Locked On Cougars. Let's get to it. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for January 14th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for joining us on a Tuesday edition of the show. This podcast aims to be your one-stop shop for all of the BYU sports news and insider information that you cannot find anywhere else. And thanks again for taking the time to download the show. The podcast is available everywhere podcasts can be found. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. Anywhere and everywhere a podcast can be downloaded, you can catch Locked on Cougars. So please subscribe, rate, and review the show. And thanks for joining us each and every day. Let's start off today, of course. Last night, the 2019-2020 college football season came to an end as the LSU Tigers won their fourth national championship in program history in dominant fashion over number 3 Clemson. Joe Burrow. Truly an impressive player, but now with the season in the rearview mirror, we're just a mere, uh, what, 12 hours after the season ends, we're turning our attention to the offseason, and of course that means uh, National Signing Day coming up on February 5th. My birthday, by the way, if you want to get me a gift. Also, we've got all the spring practices coming up. We've got the dog days of the summer, conference media days, then we're back into the season. But we are 228 days away from college football returning, week zero returning to our lives. We'll be counting down for you here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. But of course, personnel movement is the name of the game this time of year. BYU coaches are at the AFCA convention. They'll be wrapping up, I believe, today. Coaches coming home from that convention. Cool to see a guy like A.J. Stewart getting an opportunity to talk about running backs with his fellow coaches down there in Nashville, so hopefully all went well. Of course, we'll be be sure to update you on any news when, when it comes to coaching changes potentially with the BYU coaching staff, but let's put it this way. In some ways, no news is good news, and everything I've heard so far is that the BYU coaching staff, as of right now, so January 14th, 2020, early on in the morning, I am reporting here that no movement on BYU staff is expected at this point, but obviously that can change in a matter of minutes, hours, and even days. So we'll have it all covered for you here on Locked On Cougars. That's not why I wanted to, what I wanted to talk about per se to start off today's podcast, but let's get to some BYU personnel news and notes when it comes to the roster for BYU going into the 2020 season this coming fall. Obviously, the rosters are going to change themselves over the coming days and months with transfers the NCAA transfer portal is just about to really get spinning as we get closer and closer to spring ball. Guys kind of understanding where they stand on depth charts and the like, but BYU is no exception. I do have some good news, though, and we'll start off there with regards to the transfer portal for BYU. Herkley Law, too, a kid from Kahuku High School, 
came into BYU, signed originally as a safety out of out of the Kahuku High School program, a six foot three hundred ninety pound athlete. Put on some weight. I uh, was playing linebacker for BYU for a time before lining up at defensive end during fall camp this past season. He left the program midway through fall camp, entered the NCAA transfer portal. But in speaking with my sources, his request to transfer has been withdrawn from the NCAA transfer portal, meaning that Herkley Law 2 is expected to return to BYU this season and play for the Cougars. Whether he's on scholarship, whether he's a walk-on, I don't know that status. But all indications are that he will be back with BYU during the spring ball. When you withdraw your name from the NCAA transfer portal, that means you have decided to remain with the program you originally were with and you have withdrawn your name from being in contact with coaches. So we'll be sure to update this once the new rosters come out. But my sources indicate, and you can follow me at Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter. I put a lot of transfer portal news. Herkley Law 2. BYU, I believe he'll be a sophomore, maybe a junior this year. Linebacker slash defensive lineman has withdrawn his NCAA transfer portal request and expected to return to BYU. Additionally, Kujay Tapasoa, a guy who entered his name in the NCAA transfer portal in 2018, told me directly that he's actually going to be returning to BYU this year for his senior season as well. He sat out all of 2019 after tearing his ACL during the 2018 season, uh, put his name in the NCAA transfer portal. He was going to transfer to another school. He was all set to do it, but his wife is a student in BYU's law school and ultimately things shook out. He said that after thinking about it, praying about it, they decided to stay put in Utah, let her finish up at the BYU Law School and now with her in her final semester, he's actually going to play his senior year for BYU this year. So that's two guys coming back to the BYU program who had originally decided to transfer at points in their career, speaking of Herkley Latu as well as Kujay Tapasoa. Both of them Hawaiian natives, both kids from Laie, the greater Laie area on the north shore of Hawaii or Oahu in Hawaii, excuse me. And that's some good news with regards to coming back. I don't know necessarily how big of an impact either of them will have for BYU. I was bullish on Herkley Latu's opportunity potentially to be a rush end for BYU. We'll see if he's put on the requisite weight and has kept the athleticism that made him so attractive to college recruiters during his high school days, but we'll see what happens with that. A couple of the notes for you guys is that Skylar Southam, the BYU kicker who decided to transfer, has enrolled at the University of Utah. Yes, you heard me. The U of U, Skylar Southam, the kicker who is backing up Jake Oldroyd, has enrolled in classes at the University of Utah. I have not confirmed, however, if he will be joining the BYU, not the BYU, the Utah football program as a kicker in that program. Jaden Redding, their freshman kicker, was just put on scholarship up up there after a solid freshman campaign. So I don't know necessarily what the status is with Skylar Southam, but him enrolling in classes at the University of Utah seems to indicate he has desires and or plans to join the Utah football program as a kicker. I do find it interesting that he would join a program where there seems to already be an entrenched starter at the kicking position because normally guys transfer to get more playing time but Skylar Southam is married so I'm sure he didn't want to go too far from home and wish him nothing but the best as he goes to Utah and you can insert joke here BYU kicker goes to Utah and has an all-American campaign who knows what happens but I wish Skylar Southam nothing but the best as he moves forward in his football career so there you go some of the names in the NCAA transfer portal two new additions to the BYU roster coming back out of the portal withdrawing 
their uh, plans to transfer, withdrawing their transfer portal requests, and one who is enrolled at Utah's R-Tribal University of Utah. So once again, just to recap, Kujay Tapasoa or Johnny Tapasoa, as some people know him, as well as Herkley Law to have withdrawn their requests in the NCAA transfer portal and it looks like they'll be returning to the BYU football program and then also Skylar Southam has enrolled in classes at the University of Utah and we'll be sure to bring you any other information when it comes to that but thanks to our sources who have passed along this information over the previous few days we'll be sure to cover every bit of what's going on with the BYU football roster in the coming days and months. All right, we'll switch gears, talk about our BYU football all-decade team honorees. We're continuing to roll out with that team. We're talking the running back next. It's going to be a real easy guess as to who we're talking about. Before we do that, though, a reminder for you guys, when you guys are driving around, you have some downtime at your home, you can listen to this podcast real easily, and it's actually hands-free. Technology and our smart devices have made our lives so simple, and all you have to do to catch up on all the BYU sports news you need to know about is tell your smart device play podcast locked on cougars that way you always stay up to date with all the news information as well as exclusive content that we have here on the podcast reminder for you guys tell your smartphone tell your smart speaker whatever you're doing play podcast locked on cougars and stay up to date with everything going on in byu sports all right, guys, our BYU football all-decade team rollout continues today, and we're going to the running back position. We're going to kind of split, go back and forth from offense to defense. We've covered the specialist positions in the previous podcast over the past week or so, but today we're talking running backs. And like I said, it's a real easy guess as to who the all-decade running back for BYU football is, and that is none other than Jay Swag Daddy himself, Jamal Williams. Uh, running back out of Fontana, California, Came to BYU as a three-star prospect, but I have to tell you guys, late in the process when it came to Jamal Williams, he had an offer come in from the University of Oregon. They saw what Jamal Williams could do and threw him a late offer hoping to flip him from BYU. And let's put it this way be very thankful to his mother, uh, Nicole, for making sure that Jamal stayed true to his commitment to BYU because what a career Jamal Williams had in a BYU uniform. He finished his career as BYU's all-time leading rusher with 3,901 yards rushing, a healthy average of 5.37 yards per carry, had a career-long run of 70 yards, scored 35 times on the ground, and then also had an additional touchdown in the receiving game, so 36 total touchdowns and Jamal Williams will forever be a legend in BYU fans hearts and minds just because of his personality very engaging very gregarious a guy who was just a ton of fun but more so I felt like was a guy who came in and just absolutely had the iron will to win football games Came in as a freshman in 2012, totaled 315 yards receiving as a freshman, as well as putting up 775 yards as a freshman. A 1,000-yard season as a true freshman in college football is hard to do at whatever level you're playing at, and Jamal Williams did that. He followed that up in 2013 by putting up a 1,200-yard season rushing. Of course, that year was the year that Taysom Hill was right there alongside him, and these two will be connected forever just because of some of the injuries that they suffered more so on the side of Taysom Hill because of his multiple season-ending injuries. But then Jamal Williams in 2014 had 518 yards rushing, but then suffered that knee injury. I believe it was a PCL tear as well as some other damage in his knee that forced him to take an entire year off to get healthy. He missed the 2015 season as a redshirt. 
easily probably could have said, you know what, I'm moving on. Obviously had some honor code troubles as well during this time period. But credit to his mother, Nicole. Credit to the BYU football program for keeping him engaged. He came back in 2016 and put up the best statistical season of his career with 1,375 yards, averaging 5.88 yards per carry and 12 touchdowns, tying his freshman campaign for the most touchdowns scored in his career. And just an incredible, incredible career for Jamal Williams, and it's a real easy selection here for the all-decade team here on Locked On Cougars to put Jamal Williams in that spot. He's gone on to have a solid career with the Green Bay Packers, backing up Aaron Jones, who was in the same draft class as him. But there have been times with the Green Bay Packers that Jamal has been the best running back for Green Bay. He's a guy that a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who's a future Hall of Famer, he trusts him implicitly in blitz pickup as a passing down back. And Jamal has been very capable catching the ball out of the backfield picking up tough yards for the for the Green Bay Packers and I'm hoping that his NFL career plays out to a degree where he can make some make himself some good money set himself up for future life and just continue to be the incredible person that he is. Uh, late in his career at BYU, whenever he was out warming up, he'd be throwing the ball to the fans in the stands. He's carried that on into the NFL, where he's just having a great time. You can tell he's a young man who loves playing football. He's living his dream. He's doing everything he wanted to. And BYU will never be the same place that it was before Jamal Williams stepped foot on campus. I... I don't know how much more I can say other than to say thank you to Jamal Williams because he was truly, truly an impressive athlete for BYU, a generational running back. They've had a few of them in the past few decades. Uh, Guys like Harvey Unga who've come through the BYU football program. J.J. Luigi comes to mind. You want to go back further, obviously Luke Staley in the early 2000s. Jamal Williams is just the latest in, in those generational running backs that BYU has had. Like I said, Jamal Williams just left an indelible mark on the BYU football program, will forever be remembered for his just personality, his swag on the field, obviously his Twitter handle, at JSwagDaddy, easy to root for, has a great family, obviously his mother Nicole, a big time proponent of BYU football, and I'll actually add this anecdote, I had a fun story, when I was really early on in the business covering BYU football, and Jamal was a freshman in 2012, and I was just kind of getting into to covering BYU football full-time in radio, etc. I work for the Zone Sports Network here in Salt Lake City. And I I went to practice one day, and I was just sitting there outside the BYU, just on the exterior of the BYU student-athlete building there in Provo. The football fields obviously are behind the building. And I was sitting on the bench waiting for practice to end and just waiting for interviews to begin, etc. And I met this lady, and she said, Hi. My name's Nicole. What's your name? I said, my name's Jake. She's like, well, that's my son out there. And she points to this running back who was relatively skinny at the time. He says, his name's Jamal, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do in a BYU uniform. I think this might have been during, not it wouldn't been spring, it would actually have been fall camp. But she had come up to see Jamal Williams play and uh, obviously practice and catch up with her son. And who would have guessed at that point in 2012, would, uh, well, actually it might have been 2013, it might have been after his freshman campaign, whatever, regardless of when it was, who would have thought that Jamal Williams would go on to have the all-time best in terms of statistics rushing career in a BYU uniform? I thought that the pieces were there. He was a guy, like I said, in the recruiting process. When you pick up an offer from Oregon late in the process, especially during this time period, when it was the heyday of Chip Kelly and that offense that just 
motored up and down the field for Oregon, you knew that BYU was onto something and landing the signature of Jamal Williams. And he proved everybody who recruited him at BYU, Bronco Mendenhall and his staff, obviously finishing out with Kalani Satake during Kalani Satake's first year as a head coach for the BYU Cougars. Everything that played out in Jamal Williams' career, just a truly, truly impressive career, and I tip my cap to him. A young man who, like I said, will leave a mark on the BYU football program that won't soon be forgotten. Great personality, just a great young man overall, and looking forward to what the rest of his NFL career and his future life holds for him. I think Jamal's got the opportunity, if he wants, to be a coach. Uh, He's got kind of the personality to connect with young people. I don't know necessarily what what his career aspirations are beyond playing in the NFL, but I'm hoping that his NFL career extends however long he wants it to. And with what he's done for the Green Bay Packers, I'm expecting that he'll be able to play essentially as long as he wants to. But the NFL is a different beast. You can have injuries that slow you up and you can be chewed up and spit out real quick. But I'm hoping, and this is just my hope, that Jamal Williams goes on and has the career in the NFL like he had at BYU. Probably not going to have the same statistics in the NFL that he had with the Cougars. But regardless, a young man who left a mark on BYU football, and like I said, it won't soon be forgotten what he did for the Cougars, his being able to come back from honor code issues and injuries, obviously, he's always spoken very highly of playing at BYU, Jamal Williams, I think an all-time legend in a BYU uniform and an easy, easy pick for our running back spot on the 2010s All-Decade team here on Locked On Cougars. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news, BYU men's volleyball, moving up in the national rankings as well as some weekly awards being handed out. We'll cover all that for you here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, want to ask you guys once again to consider giving us a good rating and review on the whichever podcatcher you're listening to, if, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts comprises the vast majority of most downloads when it comes to podcasts. So if you guys don't mind, give us a five-star review and leave us a short note on what you like about the podcast, etc. I want to hear from you guys, and the biggest thing about those ratings and reviews, especially the star reviews, is that when these podcast providers, their algorithms see people interacting and giving ratings and reviews to a podcast, they actually promote it internally. The algorithms, in turn, promote it on the digital platforms that it resides on. So you guys are helping out build the audience of Locked On Cougars and making it easier for me to do my job in the process as well. So I thank you guys in advance for doing that. All right, guys, catching up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Let's start off on the BYU football recruiting front. Uh, the Polynesian Bowl is playing out this weekend. A number of BYU commits, guys who have signed with the BYU football program, as well as some uncommitted prospects, are taking part in this. So this will be Saturday at Aloha Stadium there in Honolulu. You can catch it on the CBS Sports Network. One of the biggest names for BYU with regards to this game is Bodie Schoonover from American Fork High School. The six foot four, 220-pound athlete, projected to play linebacker or defensive end at the next level. Well, it's down to two schools, UCLA or BYU. In an article on 24-7 Sports, Bodie Schoonover speaking with Blair Angulo, who does an incredible job covering college sports and recruiting, said that he officially did decommit from BYU. So he's officially an uncommitted prospect at this point, but he said he's down to picking between the Bruins and the Cougars. Those are the two programs vying for his signature coming up on February 5th on National 
signing day. Very interesting to see how this plays out. Uh, he said, I did decommit from BYU before I made it out to UCLA. Schoonover said to Angelo, this is in the article on 247sports.com. He says, the whole thing has been on my mind a lot lately, and I'm hoping to make a final decision soon. For me, mostly the feel at BYU is a big thing, and I love that place. With the players, I feel like I'm a great fit, and it was great to be back on campus for my visit, even though it may have been a bit bumpy after I decommitted. He says, UCLA has a lot to offer. Ch- Coach Chip Kelly is trying to rework everything there, build a new atmosphere, and I really like what he is building. Coach Jason Kafusi has been really good to me, too. They do like me inside, doing more stuff in the middle than outside, speaking probably linebacker. It's been good to build that bond with them and make it difficult, and it's made a difficult decision for me. The coaches there are cool, speaking of UCLA, with me taking my mission straight out of high school, so that has helped a lot. Of course, Jason Kafusi is a guy who grew up here in the state of Utah, played at the University of Utah, Longtime assistant at Weber State, and he's been a thorn in the side of BYU with regards to recruiting. He understands the talent in the state, and he's helping UCLA rebuild it. I'm hoping BYU still lands Bodie Schoonover's signature come signing day, but we'll see how that shakes out. I wanted to pass that along to you. Interesting to hear that Schoonover is officially decommitted from BYU. All right, other news to cover before we go here is that BYU men's volleyball was ranked number three to start the season, remained number three last week after winning the first two road matches of the season. After sweeping Penn State in back-to-back matches last week, they've moved up to number two in the country now from number three. They're off to a 4-0 start. They've beat number six, Lewis, number 11, Loyola, Chicago, and of course, sweeping number 15, Penn State on back-to-back nights. Pretty impressive open to the season for BYU. Uh, They have jumped past UCLA. The University of Hawaii remains atop the rankings with 239 points to BYU's 216 points. The Cougars are back in action this coming weekend as they head to Mount Olive, North Carolina to face off for the first time against Mount Olive University. That'll be on Friday and Saturday this coming weekend. We'll have more details on that as it gets a little bit closer. And after a solid weekend last week leading BYU to those back-to-back wins over Penn State, sophomore outside hitter Davide Gardini was named the MPSF Offensive Player of the week this for this week yesterday after being voted the MPSF defensive player of the week last week he got the offensive recognition after leading them with 24 total kills on an exceptional 600 hitting clip while averaging four kills per set just a truly impressive outing on in back-to-back matches for Davide Gardini he's a future star he's already a star for BYU and he's still got two years in a BYU uniform you hope it's cool to see him getting rewarded for what he is doing on the hardwoods the 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 court there for the BYU men's volleyball program. So we'll see what happens this coming weekend when they face off against Mount Olive. Of course, we'll have all of the BYU sports news with every BYU sports program covered for you here on the podcast. That'll do it for today's edition of the show. Can't thank you guys enough once again for continuing to support this each and every day. It is a blast to hear from you guys. Still going to do a mailbag later this week, so if you've got questions, please feel free to weigh in. Follow the show on social media and weigh in there at Locked on Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can email the show anytime, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. My personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch. And feel free to let me know what you want to hear about questions you want answered had a couple already roll in earlier this week and we'll have a good mailbag and still always able to take a few more if you've got them for us once again thanks again for joining us on a tuesday edition of the podcast some great news on the byu football front we'll see what happens with bodie schoonover but the nice part is at least two players coming back to the byu football program it appears out of the ncaa transfer portal we'll talk to you guys on a wednesday enjoy whatever's left of your tuesday and this has been the locked on cougars podcast for january 14th 
2020.